This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They out a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good or bad deal. Green means good and red means bad. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase with my promo code Devil State of Mind. Again, my promo code is Devil State of Mind. Click the link in our social medias on our link tree to download the app and remember to use our promo code devil state of mind click the link in my profile slash description of anything that i have i'll have it on all of my links and once again shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing app of the devil state of mind podcast and what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And with the Stanley Cup Finals going on, the NBA Finals going on, Major League Baseball, you have Major League Soccer, and so many other sporting events going on with all of that. You already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one place to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on this action, go to DraftKings right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN. Don't forget to tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. So again, a big thank you and shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. And also shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing partner of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And if you want to get $20 off your first purchase of any event, whether it's sports, concerts, or anything like that, go and use my promo code Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase. And they honestly find you the best deals possible. You rate them on a 1 to 10 scale. Also a green, yellow, and red deals as well. So you know Right away, you are getting the best bang for your buck. So again, use promo code Devil State of Mind at SeatGeek to get $20 off your first purchase. So shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing partner of the Devil State of Mind podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest as always here joining us. I'm throwing out guests left and right since obviously, you know, there isn't a ton of Devil's News going on. But with this guy joining us here today, there is a lot to talk about. And involves a certain team in the Metropolitan Division. He is a really good friend of mine. We've interacted many times. He is one of the hosts of the Jay and Jake Jackets podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. 
it is with great pleasure that we welcome on Mr. Jake Geringer. Jake, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. I know today has been a little tough. You're a Blue Jackets fan, but still, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing all right, brother. Um, you know, just taking life day by day and taking the off season day by day. Um, getting texts from Jay, whether he's mad about something or happy about something else. It's a lot to swallow right now. Um, it's, it's weird, man. This off season is just, uh, it's night and day from last year. Mm -hmm. No, I'd imagine so. And I think, I think the same can be said, obviously for the devils in the other way around, you know, considering where, you know, the devils were last season to where they Mm -hmm. are at the end of, at the end of this year. And, you know, obviously the Devils and Blue Jackets have uh, a little bit of history from last offseason, considering uh, a certain someone decided that they wanted to go play for Columbus instead of taking a long-term deal in New Jersey. But I digress. I apparently pissed <laughs> off a lot of Blue Jackets fans on Twitter um, earlier last week. So I don't know what I – I don't know what I said. I mean, I, all I said was basically like Johnny Gaudreau said he was thankful that the Blue Jackets called. I just happened to mention that that's what he said. And then several Blue Jackets fans attacked me. So I don't know if I should be sorry about that or not. I was just stating a fact. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, man. I was very much debating. I've got a Johnny jersey in my closet. (laughs) And I was very much debating wearing that just to. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. You know what? You know what, man? I will take making the playoffs and getting to the second round. Uh-huh, over sure somebody, somebody definitely uh, not fully confident in wanting to sign with um, with our team, and uh, I don't. I still. I don't think Johnny Gaudreau has any regrets, though. I really no, don't. No, he's, he's. I think this fine. is exact. I think he's fine with how things have gone. He's there for the long term. So that's so the way I look. A guy at like, it. and so is a guy like Patrick Line, and we're both. Uh, Jay and I are both very happy that they're both here for the long haul. And that's yep. nothing to disparage any of you or Alex or Mel, any of our other Devils friends. Like we, we know plenty of y'all, and we love all of you. Well, the so, feeling is uh, feeling is mutual in many ways. Um, from you know my you know I've always been kind of a fan of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Been kind of you know always respected them. Love obviously the content that you guys put out and also the C, uh, CB subjectively podcast as well here on the hockey podcast network, which also mm-hmm. covers the Columbus blue jackets. You all do a fantastic job. So yeah, again, you know, thank, you know, we, we appreciate y'all and you know, look, we're both in the same division as I put it, the division of death. Uh, Cause it is brutal. To, yeah. Uh, to and get it's that funny. It's funny because like, you have such huge rivalries in the metropolitan division, obviously between the Hudson river, between you and the Rangers, there's the Rangers and the Islanders, there's Pittsburgh and Philly. Um, Columbus and Pittsburgh is kind of there in the fan bases, but it isn't really there in the, uh, in the team sense. Right. And then, and then when it comes to like Columbus and New Jersey, we're kind of, we have our seasons where we're both down there at the bottom and we're just kind of like, so what are you guys, you know, like we're just kind of chilling here (laughs) and now we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum and it's still, you know, we're personally as a Columbus fan, I'm proud of the growth that the devils have had. And I'm very happy to see what you guys have been able to do. Yeah. It's it's, it was really fun to watch you guys this year. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, certainly was uh, a year of many highs and lows, mostly highs. I mean, all the things that happened, and it's mm-hmm. just a year that any Devils fan, especially a younger generation Devils fan, is not going to forget. And uh, very exciting that the Devils are going to build off of this, and we're looking forward to what happens uh, later this month. It'll be interesting not having a first-round pick, kind of just chilling, waiting till the second round at least. Uh, before the Devils do anything in the draft. Uh, But obviously a lot of moves still need to be made for New Jersey. And the Blue Jackets have made some moves, if you want to put it that way. Um, Don't know how Uh, you They've they've done things. 
They've done things. They have, and we're going to get to them in just a little bit. But Jake, before we talk about Columbus, I want to get mm -hmm. uh, your perspective of, because I know you talked about it just a few seconds ago, but you look at the Devils when the season started and you look mm -hmm. at where they ended up, you know, at the end of the year. I mean, did they, I'm assuming they exceeded your expectations as well. Like what were your overall thoughts looking at this Devils team this season? Uh, it's funny because like, you know, Jay and I've talked about the Devils a lot on our show because mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't we? We'd <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's being a it's funny because like being a blue jacket show we try to focus on a lot of the league as a whole at the same time and with the devils they had comparatively speaking to us they just had this weird aura to them after the season that happened the year prior where it was like mm -hmm. what do you do what's going on with blackwood where, where does Akira Schmid fit into this? You guys played seven goalies. Like announcers couldn't shut up about that. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, what's happening? Where has Nico gone? Mm -hmm. When's Jack's big breakout going to happen? Is Sharon Govich going to be in this mix? How's Palak going to fit? So many of these guys. And it was like really early on that we were like, oh, oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. Johnny Marino was probably my favorite yeah. out of all the new guys. He was definitely a big fan. He was definitely, he was definitely probably the most surprising of the guys, maybe other than Vitek Vanacek. Because yeah, we, did, we didn't know what to think of John Marino when we acquired him. It wasn't none of us thought it was a bad move. We were just like, okay, how does he how does he is he gonna make our team better? Because we had given we'd given up Ty Smith, and this was after just two seasons. You know, his entry-level mm -hmm. deal wasn't even up yet, and he got traded away. But it was one of those moves that Tom Fitzgerald just he knew he had to make. He knew it was an opportunity to upgrade, and that's what he did. And you know, he's he worked out tremendously. Right. And, you know, he's very, you obviously have on that defensive end, you have your top pair with Siegenthaler and Dougie, and those two are fantastic together. Johnny played mostly with, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't. He mostly <laughs> played with guys me. like Kevin Ball and, um, and Brendan Smith as well. He played with Graves for a little bit also. With Graves. That's who I was trying to think of. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mo yeah he played a lot with Ryan Graves towards the second half of the year. I mean, it's weird because, like, you think of that top pair and it's like you can recognize both of those names mm -hmm. because you know what they both bring. But then you can kind of just put John with anybody and it's mm -hmm. fine because he kind of carries that pair. Yeah. And then a yeah. third pair is a third pair. with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just it, it created a lot more depth on the back end and when Tom Fitzgerald came to New Jersey a couple of years ago and became the GM, the first thing he wanted to do was build from the back end. And he right. started with acquiring Ryan Graves and getting Dougie Hamilton and eventually Siegenthaler and John Marino. Like he, you saw one by one, he was acquiring these guys, drafting guys, you know, obviously getting Kevin Ball, drafting Luke Hughes and Simone Metz. Like that's oh, really where Luke. it started. Oh, Luke. <laughs> oh, you hit they, a spot with Luke. Oh geez, love that kid! Like he's he him and Ken Johnson had just the best chemistry in mm -hmm. Michigan together, and getting to see them both shine this year was just wonderful. Obviously, oh, no it took doubt. it took Luke, you know, as long as it took him because he had to finish school. But right, his playoff run was just brilliant, and obviously, like you look at KJ's rookie year this year, and he had. For what happened with Columbus, he put up really solid totals, man. He really did. I think considering the 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 C, I, I think there's a lot of positives you look at both with Luke Hughes and Ken Johnson. I think they're going to be they're going to be in the NHL for a long time. Um, they're both going to be, I think, very successful in their own right with the way that they play and, and you know like mm -hmm. you know basically the style that they play. But um, you know, really, when you look at you know this, you look at this season overall. I mean, there's you know you could spend an hour 
talking about all the positives that have gone on with the Devils this past year. And, uh, you know, I've, I've made my fair, I've, I've said my piece, I've said what I've wanted to say on several episodes. Um, it's you always could interesting. say the same for the negatives with the Columbus Blue Jackets, man. It's like I said, it's night and day. Right. And going in from stealing, if I could put it, stealing <laughs> uh, Johnny from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I had no reason um, to be annoyed with the Blue Jackets until that day. I had like literally no reason to, to like be upset. I mean, it's like we get it from your guys' perspective because you your team was a big uh player in that. Um obviously like Philly was then wasn't in it for whatever. They never reason. had the money, so they were never a big player on it, if we're being honest. I never understood why Islanders fans got mad. I th- so- I mean they just want Lou to make a move for like a score. That's really what they wanted. Right. And they, that's why, you know, they, they wanted to try to get Timo Meyer and they couldn't get that done. And that's why they went with Bo Horvat. Cause he was like the best option. Career year with Bo. Yeah. Career yeah. year. And I, and I love me some Bo Horvat, but ooh, Lou, but not at that contract, not at that contract. <laughs> no, not, I'm not dealing with that, but luckily I don't have to deal with that. So, and neither do you. So, nope. We, but we, we, we both do have fun. other things we got to deal with right now. Right. And Ugh. so I, I was going to, the next thing I wanted to get your thoughts on Jake is simply with the blue jacket. What the hell happened? Like I this think, was, yeah. what, what like, was going what the yeah. hell? Like not, not, you know, we'll get to the other stuff in just a minute, but like this season, what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, two words, Brad Larson. Hmm. Okay. He, um, <laughs> And I mean, the, like, okay, I say that in jest to a degree because Brad Larson was with us forever. He was a part of this organization for over a decade, mm-hmm. right? He was our head coach back when Springfield was our AHL affiliate. He brought mm-hmm. up guys like Cam Atkinson back in the day. Um, and then he ran the power play in the offense when John Tortorella was the head coach and it didn't look right. Nothing really clicked. And Patty had his issues with torts and things like that happened. Um, and then Yarmo decides, okay, torts's contract is ending. Mm-hmm. We're not going to renew. We're going to let him just go ahead and walk. He's done good things for us, but we need to move on. And we're going to bring in, you know, we're going to bring up the guy that we've had waiting in the wings for a while, which was Brad Larson. There were other options like Pascal Vincent, who's another, you know, in the running option for the head coach vacancy. Now the biggest internal option. Um, But Lars got the gig Mm -hmm. and we wanted to see if he could, you know, let the players play a little freer, which he did. Maybe it was a little too loose. Um, Like we talked with, um, we talked with our insider, Jeff Svoboda on a very recent episode of our show. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to go check that one out, you can. He was a lot of fun. He was, he was way more of a chatterbox than we thought. (laughs) He was great. (laughs) Um, but Brad, I don't know what it is. It just didn't, nothing worked under his systems. Nothing worked under his systems. Elvis had an awful year. We had injuries Mm. left, right, and center, literally up and down the lineup. Zach Wierenski unavailable for 98% of the season. Yeah. Everything just got torn apart out of, like, just nowhere. We have no answers. (laughs) We really don't, man. Like, I don't know what to say. And then... Eventually, uh, as much as we tried to put our positive spin on it, we were just like, all right, we need to sit back. We need to enjoy wins when we can. We need to sit through the losses and fingers crossed the lottery goes our way. And obviously that didn't happen. Well, we're going to get third, but yeah, like, and that's still a decent 
that's still a really good pick in a stack draft like 2023's draft is going to be. I remember right. we had you we had you on last summer. That was on our last show summer, for yeah. the draft stuff. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. That was great. Yeah. Um but like yes, 2022 compared to 2023, there's so much more star power in this draft to the point where yeah. like the overall top 10 you know, we're getting comparisons to both 2015 and 2003. What? Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's just shows how much talent is in this draft. So yeah. we're going to be fine at three. Though, God, Connor Bedard would just be such a franchise changer for this team. I'm I'm just happy he won't be in the Metro Division. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> like it is. I'm just happy he's not he's not in the Eastern Conference or Metropolitan Division. So I'll only see him twice a season. And so will and so will you guys as well. I mean, you still gotta deal with the likes of a Leo Carlson or a Will Smith. So be able to look out for true, that. but not terribly worried about it in this particular moment, but still it's gonna be very good. They're gonna not like, yet. it's but yeah, I think. The, the one the one big difference between last year's draft, you know, we were talking about it, and then we talk about this year, is just the fact of not only the star power, but I think also just the depth of talent. Not even in the first five picks, but, like, into, like, the later rounds as well. There's a oh, yeah. lot of really good players. And, like, I look at it from the devil's perspective. Yeah, we don't have our first-round pick, but that's okay. Because you get the next to bring it. Possible. Or we could get to bring it if we feel like going after <laughs> right. him. If he doesn't want to, yeah, we could we could do that. Uh, we could do a lot of different things. So like, and I'm excited to see like the later rounds because I look at some of the guys that are starring on our team. Some of them are later round picks. Like mm-hmm. Akira Schmidt was a fifth round pick in his in, in the 2018 draft. Like Man, that. That's that development right there. That's developing a guy into being a guy that could eventually do it. Jesper Bratt, sixth round pick, and he's about right. to get paid close to eight mil per year on his next contract. So like, that's, that's what I'm saying about, you know, it's still going to be a deep class. Columbus is in a really good spot getting, you know, pick number three, you're going to get a really good player that you can not build around, but use him to build around the rest of the team and say, mm-hmm. okay, we already have some pieces in place. Now we had this guy. Now this we're continuing solidifies to- the core. Yes, exactly. It's, it, it establishes a core. That's, from the Devils' perspective, it started with Nico Heischer, eventually mm-hmm. Jack Hughes, Jesper yep. Bratt, um, you know, Vitek Vanacek, Dougie Hamilton. That's we slowly but surely established the core, and you have to if you want to build a team properly and build it to eventually become a a cup contender. And that is establishing a core and going from there. Unless you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, in which you you don't come close. So you're it happen. back too many years. I don't know. I. I'm a Leafs fan too, like secondarily. Oh, okay. And it's just like one of those things where I don't know. I look at everything that's going on over there and I'm just we won't get into it too much here. Um it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's it the Toronto Maple Leafs. Come it on. It's a lot. Yeah, and it is a lot. Um, speaking from a you know smaller market team like a New Jersey, like a Columbus, because we had mm-hmm. both we both operate the same way. Right. That's what yeah. it is. You need to get your core pieces. And make sure that those are your core pieces. You get a couple big stars, yep. right? Or or they emerge like Jack. And then you can, you just need to be smart about the free agents you go out and get and the surrounding mm-hmm. pieces that make sense to gel with everybody else. And then you also strike while the iron is hot as well. When you get an yep. opportunity to add, like that's, you know, Tom Fitzgerald has constantly been in a good position with the cap where he could make moves like acquiring, um, you know, John Marino, because again, Marino was a cap casualty because Pittsburgh was trying to move salary. So he had to go because he wasn't making a huge amount of money, but they still had to move him. And there's also other opportunities as well. You know, like Tampa couldn't re-sign Pilat long-term. So the Mm -hmm. Devils give him a pretty reasonable deal, which even $5 million per year, I've been telling everybody, is really not that much when you really think about it. We're not overpaying for Andre Plot. We're also paying him for the playoffs. Like, that's really what... Right, that's where the money comes in. Right, and so, like, he had a a rough first year because he was injured most of it, but it's okay. Like, he's still got four more years left to go. We still got time here. So like You saw his run. He performed. He was fine. He played well in the playoffs. Even when he didn't score, he still made contributions. So, like, I'm not... I'm not worried about it, but you mentioned did Andre Pilat things. 
He does Andre Pilat things, right? But you just did mention one Jake. last quick thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, go like, ahead. Just Gaudreau fell into our lap too. Like he he came out of nowhere for us, and it worked. Yeah. It did, and I remember watching the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think their YouTube channel might have posted like the behind the scenes of like how that how the Gaudreau deal got done yes, because they did, and it was fun. I think it wasn't Yarmo who initially suggested. Um, going after Goudreau. I think it was the assistant GM, if I'm not mistaken, that said something like, well, what do you think about Goudreau? Like, can we do it? And then it was just kind of like domino effect. I, it was either one of the assistant GMs or it was, a, um, it was like Rick Nash or right. someone, someone in that player development GM's room had the idea that wasn't Yarmo Kekalainen and they decided to shoot their shot and lo and behold, it worked. It certainly did. And so, I mean, I think Johnny Gaudreau will continue to make a really good impact in Columbus. Um, to me, it's like no hard feelings, um, you know, between the, the Devils good. and, and uh, Gaudreau. We, 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 got, we got our two cents in. It's fine. We move you forward. You got your boo birds out of the way. We got, yeah, we're fine. We're totally fine. Um, but you did, you did mention before coming so about Toronto. And that brings me to my yeah. next uncomfortable point that I wanted to get your take on. And that is two days ago, two, three days ago at the time of this recording, um, our Mike, you know, a good, very good source. TSN's Darren Dreger uh, reported speculation that the Columbus Blue Jackets are prepared to hire Mike Babcock as their next head coach. And it's also been reported that he would have been hired by now officially if his contract was not with Toronto was still going. And I believe it ends at the end of the month. So I think July by 1st. the end, I think it's like July 1st, right? July 1st. July I think 1st. Is the, right. So I would imagine that day or maybe the day after they'll probably make it official because there's no other um, guy being mentioned. So yeah, Mike Babcock looks like he's making a return to the NHL. I know he was um, the head coach of a um, college team. For a while, the last couple he, of years, he coached for one of his home colleges in Saskatchewan. Yeah, right. So he's kind of been at a lesser level. Not saying that he couldn't, you know, not, not saying it's a bad thing. I think he just wanted a, a more less stressful role. But stay home I mean, for a bit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but Jake, I, I gotta ask, man. I gotta ask what what is the what is the vibe? It, it from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like a lot of Columbus Jackets Nation is too thrilled with this hire. So obviously like Jay and I are going to talk about this ad nauseum uh, when our next show comes out. But uh, my initial reactions to everything, mine, I am willing to be patient with all the other, you know, the other candidates that we have on the carousel that are like getting, more looks are guys like obviously Pascal Vincent I mentioned earlier. Um, Patrick Waugh was a name out there that Jay and I were like, ooh, this could be interesting, right? A mm-hmm. uh, couple others. Uh, we were wondering about the radio silence on Bruce Boudreaux. Like, he's a guy that we really, really wanted um, as a I heard candidate. he might be up for an assistant job in, in some – I heard some people might bring him in as an assistant. I don't know. Be good for Bruce. It'd be really good for Bruce. Um, in terms of Babs, though, where do I even begin? Do I do I get hot or do I, like I don't want to get hot and just stay hot, right? Um, <laughs> the thing about Mike Babcock, okay, he's a great hockey mind. He's won championships in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But you also have to keep in mind that those championships were over a decade ago. Long time ago. One 20 years ago now. It's true. Right? Yep. And the way that Babcock coaches, as we've seen from stories that come around, that came about when um, the initial shutdowns were going on, his style of coaching is very militant. And it's also... Not, I don't think it's healthy for the players, man. Mm-hmm. 
as we've heard from the Mitch Marner list story. We've heard from the Chelios story at the Winter Classic. We heard from Johan Franzen. That's a whole unholy mess. Mm. Like, oh, poor Johan. That's a whole story in itself, really. Yeah, it's it's awful. So bringing mm. in a guy like that, that, how do I put this as lightly as I can? Can I swear on the show? Is that like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mike Babcock mentally fucks with his guys. Mm. It's not good. I don't want to coach like that. I want to go. Yes. Okay. I want a coach that has the drive to win. Mm-hmm. I don't want to screw with a player just to get wins. I don't want to alienate my players mm-hmm. to make, results mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's i think i think it was a shock to me because i didn't hear about babcock being a candidate i mean people had mentioned that maybe but i, th- I thought it was more of a like oh it's a long shot type thing Off why hand. would Babcock? Yeah. you know like you know considering the the past you know why would why would that happen? So like for him to come to a team like Columbus, my guess is they're hoping for the a, a result similar to going back to when Babcock was the head coach of the Mighty Ducks in the early 2000s. Um, you know, when That's he such a different game from I, I know. No, no, I'm not I'm not disagree. I'm not saying that like it I know it's not a different game, but like that's that's a guess that like maybe that's what they're reaching for. I'm not and, and I remember um Shayna Goldman of The Athletic, who covers the Devils, also just covers The Athletic uh, mm-hmm. in general for hockey. Great, great, great. Um, absolutely great. We she got some good wrote, stuff from our buddy Portsline on that. Yep. That's true. The, the, she wrote a really good article talking about the NHL has a recycling of head coaches problem. Fans like and, you and I have known this for years. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's more of like I felt like the article was more for like maybe the new fan that's like, why are we hiring somebody that has proven that maybe he's not good or mm-hmm. that like the game has passed by? And it's like because the NHL has become very much the old boys club in yeah. many ways. Oh, Guys yeah. just get hired over and over again despite not being that good. Like I think it's hilarious that John Hines might become the next head coach of the New York Rangers. Right. We were, we not were that good. About that. Well, cause like we were going to go. Devil, after- I, I dealt with him with the devils. He's not very good. He we just gonna, is. Before Andrew Brunette signed in Nashville, he was our number one target. There you go. And then we started looking at Patrick Moore. And, and Babcock's name came out of nowhere. And my immediate rea- reaction, I screamed. No. Like I shouted no from the rooftops, dude. This guy hasn't been an NHL head coach since 2019. Yeah. He he hasn't been a coach in this league since the turn of the decade. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means he's grown. Personally, I don't care. I, I don't want a guy like this as my head coach. I don't think anybody would, if we're being honest. I, I don't. And I've seen today, and I, I really should kind of get into the next other news because I think it kind of brings it everything blends to the into the yes. It blends in. So I think I'll just kind of shift it up before I do that really quickly. Yeah. I mean, again, surprise. Yes. Um, we'll see. That's all. I, I mean, I, if, if I was in your guys' shoes, I would just say, we'll see. Because I, I don't know what else to say about the Babcock hire. Let me say this, because to me, it's still not a hire. Have some patience, guys. Wait for actual word from someone like Svoboda, from the team account. Right. Wait for Wait for actual confirmation about this. Correct. Yeah, because they still have time to change their minds. <laughs> they do. They do that again. Uh, as Jake confirmed, um, Babcock's contract that he originally had with the Maple Leafs does not expire until July first of this year. So there's still a couple of weeks before that can even be made official. So yeah, 
And obviously guys like Darren Drager are not going to, are not going to say that it's happening or anything because they also are waiting for official confirmation. So we'll see. And again, like Jake pointed out, we'll see if it actually ends up happening or not. But there is one move that definitely has happened. And it happened today on July 6th. It happened earlier this afternoon. So you guys are listening to this on Thursday. This happened here on Tuesday afternoon. It was announced. I think it was originally announced by... Darren, I think Darren Jigger again. I think it, he said Ivan Provorov is getting moved. That was I the thing. Saw the first source I saw it from was from uh, David Pagnata, fourth period. Oh, okay, so Pagnata also said it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was reported that Ivan Provorov was getting moved, which I saw coming, considering how well, things yeah. went during yeah. the season for the Flyers, and also with Ivan Provorov and like, look, the Flyers are are clearly rebuilding. So they're trying to get assets as much as possible. So moving a guy like Provorov, who's still a pretty good defenseman in his own right. They're um, working on a separate Carter Hart deal. It's like, come on. Right. And they're working, they're apparently going to trade Carter Hart, which as a Devils fan, it's cool by me. Hey, just totally Jackson, cool. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm, it's I'm not the Devils, because I don't want Carter Hart. I, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want Carter Hart. I don't want that. Um, but we got, then the next piece of news that we heard was that Provorov was going to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I said, Ooh, that's, me try that's to, interesting. Considering, me try the, for this. considering the mood, considering the culture that Kekalina has built and what he has said in the media, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird move to make. And then we find out, oh, it's a three-team trade and the, the, the LA really Kings are involved. So you look at this deal and it's a lot, uh, particularly from the Flyers perspective, like what they're getting in return is a lot because again, rebuilding teams. So the official deal, and it is I was going to say, if you have cap friendly up, you're the one running the show, you do it. All right. Um, I currently don't have cap friendly up. I just have the trade here. Um, the flyers receive a 2023, this year's 2023 first round pick from Columbus 22nd overall. So that was the, that was the other first round pick. That was the pick pick that we got from the Kings in exchange for Corpusalo and Gavrikov. Okay, so there you go. It goes comes a little more full circle here. Is uh, the next thing is a 2024 second round pick from the Kings, a 2024 conditional second round pick from Columbus, goaltender Cal Peterson. Yep, which yep. I, I mean they, they clearly were going to move defenseman Sean Walker, which is actually a little bit of a surprise. Oh, I, think I, I think he's still pretty good. And defenseman Helge Grands. I'm pretty sure I'm saying so, that right. Grants is a prospect and Sean, you, you see me doing this. Um, right. It's funny because uh, Shawnee, he and I went to the same college. Oh, he, and I, okay. he and I both went to Bowling Green. Uh, he is a couple of years older than me, obviously. So I got to see him play for a year hmm. or two before he moved on to LA. That's pretty cool. Actually. That's, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool fun fact there. And uh, yeah, so now he's going to be a part of the Philadelphia Flyers. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they receive Ivan Provorov. That's it. Nothing else. And the LA Kings receive forward Hayden Hod- Hodgson, or Hodgson, um, Kevin Connaughton. And they also, the Kings also will retain 30% of Provorov's salary. Yes. So okay. Ivan Provorov will be getting paid by three different teams at the same time. Which... By the way, just that on its own is pretty remarkable. That's pretty funny. Uh, isn't it? That's great. It is really funny that you can do that in this league. But the big thing is Ivan Provorov to Columbus. I mean, say what you want about the Flyers, what they got. You know, they got what you would expect from a team trying to rebuild. That's what they got. Then that's whatever. And them trading for Cal Peterson is the sign that. Carter Hart is gone. And it yes. was reported that Carter Hart is pretty much on his way out. Some, t- some, I think Jake, you mentioned it might be the LA Kings in a separate deal. Well, we know it's be- a separate deal. Like we know that right. much. Right. 
so do we know that it's officially the Kings that are going to get Carter Hart or is it just no, no. a separate deal? Yeah, there's, we don't know. Somebody said it's going to be, I think somebody mentioned the Leafs, which again, what a shock take a that while to figure out who's in the mix for Carter. It'll, it'll be a while, but yeah, Jake, you, you, you theoretically speaking have hired mm-hmm. Mike Babcock as your head coach again, theoretically uh-huh. official. Yeah. And you just acquired Ivan Provorov, who, yeah. especially with how important this month is, this month being um, Pride, Pride month, month, yes. Um, Ivan Provorov had some choice words and choice decisions earlier this year. Yes, he did. Um, I remember talking about those choice decisions. <laughs> do I even want to know what the vibe is in Columbus any at this point over the last like four or five days? So, okay. <sighs> From people like me and Jay, or Jay and I, we no, just no. Here you go. Don't. I like I've that seen, answer. <laughs> I've seen. Okay, you want the long-winded answer? I've seen. No, I like the short answer. Just no. It's like okay, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we've already got our own problems as actual defensemen are concerned with a guy by the name of Eric Branson. I don't know if you know him. I know him. Very well, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's just say I know him pretty well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Columbus Twitter is all in an uproar because I have friends on both sides of the uh, of the coin with this, where it's like, okay, we've got a left-handed shot defenseman here who's, you know, like prime age. He probably is going to take Gavi's spot, right? Mm-hmm. And he's okay. Say what you will about how the Flyers performed last year where he was <laughs> just nowhere to be found. He's fine. Give or take, he's all right. He's a good mm-hmm. left shot defenseman. That's from mm-hmm. a hockey perspective, it's a okay move. Right. Gotcha. But the same with the Babcock rumors. I want people in this organization that are good at their job and good people. Mm-hmm. I don't want a homophobe on my roster. <laughs> Plain and simple. Just call it like it is, right? Yeah. 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 This. I mean, it, it, I mean, you said it. You said it pretty well because I, I understand not having you know like a long you know detailed answer to this because yeah, you look at, like you talked about it like Provorov the player like yeah he's he's solid like he's a solid nothing to write home about solid guy. Top four guy, um, it's fine. Top it's, four guy, yeah. yeah, it's fine. But you look at what happened earlier this year with the and with the downward the spiral that everybody I mean, took after that. Right, exactly. And look, if that didn't happen, if Profarov just you know wore the jersey and like didn't do any like this trade, who cares? It would have just been okay. Religion aside, politics aside. I know he cited religious reasons for his. The Stahl brothers cited religious reasons for theirs, even though Eric wore it when he was in Montreal. Right. Like, consider that, right? All all of a sudden, it's becoming a trend to just not wear it. Now it's just becoming a trend with people. It's a warm-up jersey. You're going to wear it for 20 minutes, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Just put the jersey on for a minute. <laughs> you don't have to wear it for the rest of the night. Just grin and bear it. Right. And we we do know that there are players in the league that also didn't want to wear it, but still chose to wear it. Yes. So because they recognize what you just said, Jake. It's it's that. And it, and you know, look, I'm well, it's contractual too. Right. There's clauses in players' contracts where you have to participate in these nights. Exactly. I mean, it's part of the job. It's part of what 
you do as a professional athlete, especially, you know, for these nights and, you know, Provorov doing what he did. I mean, it, it really, it not only was bad for him and the Flyers organization, it was bad for the NHL. Yes. You it don't, was bad overall. You don't just get paid as a professional hockey player, as a professional basketball player, baseball player, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't just get paid to play a game. Right. You get paid to be an ambassador for the community that you're in. Mm. You're an ambassador for the city that you're playing for. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you get traded, you wear that jersey, you represent that organization. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting this upcoming season how it all goes down when Columbus has their their pride night. I I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I don't even want to think about that because that's think about it right now either. Oh. I, I, no, I mean it's it's June. It's June. We have a lot of and and we don't want this episode. We have guys, a whole month to celebrate. Right. We have Let's a whole celebrate month. Celebrate right now. Exactly. Exactly. And look, this episode was not. I I didn't bring Jake on to bash the guy. Like I love Jake. Jake's a great guy. Jay Thank Jay you. and Jake do a fantastic job with our coverage of the Blue Jackets. Obviously, it's just. It's just up-to-date news around the NHL. I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate in that sense. And look, we've talked about, on this podcast, we have talked about touchy subjects before. I mean, we talked about the Blackhawks situation all summer last year. Like it was, it was not easy to talk about. We, we have talked about differing things on this, on this podcast, mental health, We've um, talked about Logan Mayu. We've talked about other right. scandals that are going on. The 2018 right. World Junior stuff is still unfolding. It is, and I know yeah. that there's one there's one Devils player who's potentially involved in that, and right. we don't know where that's going to go. And obviously, if we get some sort of decision with that, you know, we depending on what the decision is, we'll certainly talk about it. Um, there's no question about it. But yeah, I mean, obviously. It's it's definitely interesting from a division opponent's perspective to see what's going on, and you know, people. I'm sure some people are listening to this episode and saying like, why, why does this affect the Devils? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, really what's, affect- a, what's a Blue Jackets fan doing on a Devils right. podcast? Right. right. No, like, it doesn't affect. I mean, look, we had we had on my good, you know, we had uh, David Rodriguez on the podcast uh, last week, you know, covering the Stanley Cup yeah. finals, and I'm sure people were like. Well, that's great and all, but the devils are not involved. Look, at the end of the day, guys, like we are, you know, I love to bring people on to get their perspective, not just on the devils, but their own teams, because I think it's good to have a little bit of a, a mix of both. Because look, during the season, during the season, it's mostly me just talking about the devils. We're um, the hockey podcast network. We're not the devils podcast network. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I mean, it. Um, it certainly is a weird time. If you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, like Jake is, like Jay, is it ever? Yeah, and so all the only the the advice I would give Blue Jackets fans coming from Devils' perspective is simply, like you mentioned, Jake, just be patient and let's see what happens before anyone jumps to conclusions and everything. Let's see how things play out. Let's see, you know. For all we know, by the time this episode comes out, maybe Mike Babcock is no longer the top candidate for the job. Maybe right. somebody else has become a vet. Maybe they, maybe they still talk to Patrick Wall. He just won the Memorial Cup like right. last night and with like, Columbus prospect James Malatesta. Exactly. So there's a little bit of insight there. If Columbus may want to go that route, there's other guys out there. Although I would say maybe not go recycle. Root, but I mean, I know, again. I know Pascal Vincent interviewed for the coaching gig in Calgary, mm-hmm. uh, but he's still like the number one internal candidate in Columbus. Right. So, I mean, well, again, we will all see what happens with that, but nonetheless, uh, Jake, this, this was great, man. I, I'm really happy to have you on the yeah. podcast and, you know, talk a little devils, talk a lot of Columbus blue jackets. And obviously there was a, there was a lot to discuss and Return the, um, favor, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was on your guys' podcast last year, and uh, you know, I love I love bringing on the hosts of other podcasts in the network. I love for more and more people to get to know 
the personalities on here and what we do on a day-to-day basis for this network. And we continue to grow every day. We're getting new podcasts left and right. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. And we're only just getting started. I say it all the time. We're just we're just scratching the surface here. We have a lot. There's over 60 of us and there's way more to come, people. There's absolutely way more to come. But Jake, man, before I let you go, because I do this with all my hosts, I like to roll out the red carpet and let you kind of, you know, let the folks at home know where they can check you out, the podcast and anything you got going on. So my friend, the floor is yours. All right. Well, uh, obviously, uh, I'm Jake from the J Jake Jackets podcast here on THPN. Um, our main source is YouTube. You can follow our YouTube page. Um, obviously, that's just J Jake Jackets. That's J A Y for my buddy, uh, my buddy Jay Ashdown. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter, my personal. Uh, Instagram, those are at Snake Garringer. That's G A R R I N G E R. Uh, and obviously, like, follow the podcast on Twitter too. That's JJ Jackets Pod. Uh, you can yep. see, it. I don't, well, people can't really see it on the because you don't do video feed. <laughs> Not yet, but soon. Not quite yet. Um, but yeah, follow my personal stuff. Uh, follow the podcast Twitter, follow the podcast on YouTube. Um, still working out some kinks other ways for you to get to us, but, uh, yeah, that's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, let the cannons, let the cannons go boom, man. Let the cannons go boom. Indeed. Love it. Well, Jake, man, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast, taking some time, man. And we will definitely have you and we will also have Jay on the podcast uh, again very soon, but thank you Thanks so much brother. for with us today. really do appreciate it. Oh yeah. Always. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And with the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs just about to begin, there are so many different money lines or puck lines and bets that you can make. One that I'm really banking on is for the Seattle Kraken to move on to the conference finals after the second round matchup against the Dallas Stars. They have a lot of momentum, and I think it really is a good bet to make for them to win the series. How many games they win in is up to you. But that's just an example of the many different types of bets you can make during these hockey playoffs. And if you want to get in on the action, here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas City, plus 21 in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources.